conspiracy theories, eh? Wait till you get a load of this. Hello, and welcome to Cracked Sisters Conspiracies. We're a podcast that covers conspiracy theories, mysteries, and all over spooky shit. My name's Jackie. And I'm Cassandra. And we are said sisters. You just launched right into it. I you know. It's like so good. Yeah, because I was blindsided. I didn't know what was happening. So I didn't have a chance to fuck it up by laughing. Perfect. So you know what? The sneak attack. That way to go. Well, okay. I'm sitting up far too high. There. <laughs> To come down to your level. <laughs> Happy Friday. It's Friday. It is a Friday. It is one of the last Fridays we will have together. We still have next week. I don't actually know if we'll be able to do in person next week because I don't know what my schedule is. Well, we won't be able to record next Friday because next Friday is Trunk or Treat. Oh, that's right. I'll be there school. for that. But we might have to... Maybe on Saturday. I'll okay. On Saturday. But yeah, because... You're going to be departing soon because you'll go up and then come down and then leave. Well, no. Right. I go up. I come down. I move. I come down. I'm here for a week and then I that, leave. I mean, this is all going to happen in the next two, two and weeks. a half weeks. Yeah. But when I'm staying with mom and dad, I can come over here. Well, that's true because you are literally within walking distance at that point. It's kind of a shitty walk up and down <laughs> yeah. the hill, but I've done it. Maybe I'll still mom's e-bike. There you go. There you go. So you leave the ninth, right? So yes. your last day at work is the, the eighth. eighth. Uh-huh. You're leaving the ninth. We need to figure out your send-off. And then I'm going to be all depressed. And then the next day we're going to Legoland. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't realize it was such a needle child. Like, oh shit. <laughs> so Oops. that'll be an experience. <laughs> oh no. Yes. no. But there's a lot to do in that short amount of time remaining. There is. We got our first non-family Patreon donator. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Johnny. So we will be adamant about actually like posting on there. We have been working on it since Jackie got here today. We didn't today. expect anyone to get this far. So we had no videos posted. Not really. So I've been working in overdrive for the past 20 hours trying to get the videos, get them edited because I've never done videos before. Get them uploaded. They're kind of big. So we're having issues with Patreon. Worst case scenario... You might for any, you know, Johnny or for any future followers on our Patreon, you might just have access to a link and then the link will be able to let you watch the videos, but only Patreon donators will have access to that. But we'll figure it out. Yeah. And then we also posted our first TikTok video. Yeah. Within, it's been only been 10 minutes. We've already had over 200 views, 30 likes, a comment. A couple people have saved it. We are famous. We are just going to, we're going to go viral as they say. So yeah, follow us on TikTok and you'll get some less exclusive stuff than you would on the Patreon, but you'll get some funny snippets if nothing else. Yeah. And then also we have to hash out the details, but just throwing it out there. Mm -hmm. We're thinking of doing something to kind of highlight small businesses. We want to like you reach out to us and let us know who you are, what your business is, what you sell or what you do. And then we'll have like a designated time or space that we shout out your your business. If you want to send us some stuff, that's cool. Like our platform isn't huge, but it's growing. So if you have an interest in getting a call out from us, we would be more than happy to provide said platform. Yeah. We'll have more information when we figure our lives we're, out. But. We're developing the idea, yeah. but I like it. So, so what's the first topic we will be recording today? So today we're going to talk about the death of Anne Haish. Anne Haish. So I have mixed feelings about her, but when I think of her, I think of Six Days, Seven Nights. That's the only thing I think of her from. Because we watched that movie religiously as children. You're one of those guys, right? <laughs> one of those guys who goes into the forest with a toothpick and a pocket knife and builds you a shopping mall. Yes. It's- My favorite quote is when sh- they're in the plane, like they're in the thunderstorm uh-huh. and she's high as shit. Oh, she's on- all pilled out. Attention, camera shoppers. 
the snow shovels were on sale for seven nine, and he's like trying not to crash a plane. That's my favorite part of that the whole movie. movie. Is <laughs> not critically acclaimed it's by not, any but means. It is by me. It is a cult classic, especially in the Louis in our family, household. Yeah. It's like an equivalent to Lake Placid. Oh God! It is held in such high <laughs> regard. And it's one of those, you have to watch it every five to 10 yeah. years just to stay refreshed. I'm fairly certain I've seen it in the last five years. I might not have. I might have to get on that. Yeah, but it's good stuff. <laughs> it gives me fond memories of our childhood. Same. Okay, so we're going to talk about her dying. So that's not so, <laughs> so pleasant. But fairly recent news story. It was. She died in 2023. Okay, so let's hear about okay. it. Okay, so we'll start with her early years. She was born Anne Celeste Heche on May 25th, 1969 in Aurora, Ohio. Whoa. Just another Ohio thing. <laughs> she was the daughter of Donald and Nancy Heche, and she was the youngest of five children. Her parents were fundamentalist Christians, and therefore Anne grew up in a deeply religious household. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Her dad was quick to change, and he was constantly changing his profession, trying to get in on various get-rich-quick schemes. So he was a hustler. But not very good, apparently. They usually aren't. Let's be real. He changed his religious affiliations just as often as his career, and therefore so does his family. So she grew up in a very kind of confusing... It seems unstable. An unstable household. That's a good way to put it. All of these different jobs led to the family being moved around quite a bit, as well as financial problems, resulting in one home being foreclosed on and then being evicted from a second rental property. As a parent, someone who runs a household, I would rather hate my life and suffer through a job Mm -hmm. just to make sure that I could provide versus just going you know with the wind i know i don't understand how people do that i mean i get soul crushing jobs and wanting to escape yeah it's maybe it's a mixture of being selfish wanting something different for yourself which is fine but maybe not making sure it's a stable because you want to kind of get in there and just get going with it that crushing weight of responsibility holds me back kids so that's so much well we get into it but oh okay (laughs) it turns out to be less Anne's mother, Nancy, had enough and divorced Donald, telling him that he needed to leave. She would somehow become financially responsible for herself and her five children. Good luck. Anne's first professional acting job was at a dinner theater in Swanton, New Jersey, earning $100 a week, which is roughly like $350 a week now, I guess. While Nancy was busy providing for her family and was working as an actress, Donald moved to New York City. His children had visited him occasionally and noticed that he was rapidly declining in health. He told everyone he had cancer, but he had actually developed late-stage AIDS. Oh, I was going to say drugs. Oh. He was a closeted gay man. Ah, there it is. But became more open once Nancy divorced him and he moved to New York City. Hmm. Because he's closeted, he didn't want everyone to know, so he just told everyone he had good old cancer. You know what? Given his other personality traits, that makes sense a little little bit. bit. Just because I don't know who I am. I don't have a strong sense of identity, so I'm going to bounce around in all aspects of life. There you go. Poor guy. He died of AIDS (laughs) (laughs) complications on March 3rd, 1983 at the age of 45. No one in the family had known about his sexuality or that he had an AIDS diagnosis or even what AIDS was until they first learned about it in a New York Times article. That's a shitty way to find out. Well, they didn't find out he had AIDS. They found out what AIDS was and then was able to go, those symptoms sound awfully familiar. And they they just connected the dots. I know. At first when I read it, I thought the New York Times article outed him. Yeah. But no, that was not not the case. In a 1998 interview, Anne reflected that her father being closeted ultimately, quote, destroyed his happiness in our family, but it did teach me to tell the truth. Nothing else is worth anything, end quote. Three months after Donald's death, Anne's 18-year-old brother Nathan died in a car crash when his vehicle missed a turn and collided into a tree. Anne and her mother Nancy and her older sister Abigail then all moved together into a one-bedroom apartment. Oh, God. Her eldest sister Susan died in 2006 from a brain tumor, and her other sister named Cynthia died when she was only two months old from a heart defect. God, they really culled the herd. Five, you're down to two. Jeez. (laughs) Uh, 
Okay. So a lot of trauma to unpack there. Yeah. So this is all relatively while she's young. I'm already putting pieces into context and this is making way more sense. Starts to make even more, because I didn't know a whole lot about her. I remembered seeing the video that's floating around, but I had no context to put it in, but it makes a lot more sense after doing these notes. So now we'll talk about her stardom. Yeah. She attended the progressive Francis W. Parker School, where she continued to be an active in theater, performing in numerous plays. When she was 16, a talent scout attended a school play that she was in and offered her an audition for the daytime soap opera As the World Turns. Is that still on? I have never heard of it, so I don't know. I'm fairly certain all of those soap I don't think they ever turn off. No, they just live in perpetuity for forever. forever. Anne flew to New York and auditioned and was officially offered the role. Unfortunately, she had to turn down the offer because that would have meant her and her family would have to move to New York and her mother would have to leave her new job at a brokerage firm. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anne was reportedly a little bitter. Okay, I can understand that. In 1987, at the end of her senior year, Anne was offered another audition, this time for a soap opera, Another World. She was offered a role after two auditions, and she accepted in spite of her mother's opposition. She moved to New York City by herself and started the job just days after her high school graduation. In a later interview, she stated, I did my time with my mom in a one-bedroom, skaky apartment, and I was done. I can understand that. That's also so scary. But though. she's also like 18. This was yeah. one day after her high you school graduation. You're still a child. Your brain is not fully developed. But then like I think about her mother who was on her own from a young age mm-hmm. when our grandparents were like, okay, you can come with us. You can stay behind and make yeah. out. So I don't know that at that age, I could have figured life out. I mean, I moved out when I was... You were young. I was 19 or 20. I didn't move out till I was like 23. But I just went to the the safety net of the older man that I was. <laughs> Your sugar daddy. My sugar. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sugar daddy-esque. The elusive older man. There you go. And stayed working for another world for four years and received several awards, including a Daytime Emmy Award in 1991 for Outstanding Younger Actress in a Drama Series. She wanted something different. She did not want to continue working on soap operas. She was then offered a small supporting role in the film Oh Pioneers, featuring Jessica Lange. I know who Jessica Lange is. She's in American Horror yes. Story. I, I've never heard of the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I don't know the movie now. The movie aired in February of 1992, and it was her first movie. After that, she went on to play smaller or supporting roles in various movies, and her first lead role was in Donald Camel's erotic thriller, Wild Side, 1995. Never heard of it. She worked alongside Christopher Walken and Joan Chen. The film was best remembered for the lesbian sex scene between Anne and Joan Chen. I have a feeling there was some bit of her own life going into that. Possibly. <laughs> her career breakthrough has been attributed to the crime drama Donnie Brasco. Oh, uh-huh. Where she played the wife of FBI undercover agent Johnny Depp. Yes. Never heard of it. Never seen it. It's a good movie. You should watch it. I think we have it. Okay. From there, she was in films such as Volcano, Wag yep. the Dog, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and my go-to absolute favorite, Six Days, Seven Nights, starting her and Harrison Ford. I don't remember her being in I Know What You Did Last Not Summer. do I, but I haven't seen it in a very long time. I do remember Volcano, though, because Volcano and Dante's Peak both came out at the same time. Those uh, were both two movies that we watched a lot in the household. I've never seen Volcano. I do like Dante's Peak. Oh, yeah. I, I like that one more so well yeah me too because i've never seen the other one around the time of landing six days seven nights in 1998 she and her then girlfriend ellen degeneres went public with their relationship i remember that she was later quoted as saying quote people said you're not going to get a job because you're gay she commented how would that destroy my career i still can't wrap my head around it end quote because people are terrible (laughs) she very quickly finds that out From there, she was in movies such as Return to Paradise with Vince Vaughn, Mm -hmm. Gus Van Sant's Psycho, Mm -hmm. and The Third Miracle. Don't know that last one. Me neither. After all of those movies, she went on behind the camera and directed short films made for TV movies and a documentary. She bounced back and forth between smaller roles and bigger roles, theater, television, and independent films. She kind of just did it all. She did, yeah. Nothing like 
monumental substantial yeah. but she was still actively she was and she she got good reviews on everything she did okay. she was just never like an a-lister i don't so, think technically it, she probably had like a a, a comfortable existence yeah. in hollywood so good for her in 2001 and published a memoir titled call me crazy which discussed her family and career background as well as disclosed her history of mental illness and the alleged childhood sexual abuse by her father oh which is another makes sense oh okay in september of 2022 the second memoir now called call me Anne," was submitted in manuscript form shortly before her death and was announced for a january 2023 publication i forgot to look to see if it was actually released i'm like i wonder what more had happened between memoir number one and memoir number two maybe her craziness i don't know in 2017, she hosted a weekly radio show on Sirius XM with Jason Ellis entitled Love and Hate. And in 2020, she and Heather Duffy Boslin, Boslin launched a podcast titled Better Together. All right. So now we're going to talk about her and her mama drama. Mama drama. So her and her mother. Yes. Okay. Anne and her mother, Nancy, did not have the best relationship. A rift had formed between the two of them when Anne came out as gay. Oh. And that rift only intensified when she alleged sexual abuse from her father in her memoir. I mean, from the mother's perspective, I can understand. And the mother that. denies all allegations made by Anne. It's hard to believe that that's not something she wasn't aware of or... If it happened. Potentially complicit in if it happened. Yes, of course. So that could be the other thing. Okay. In her 2001 <laughs> memoir, Anne wrote that her mother was in denial about the alleged sexual abuse. For example, when she had contracted general herpes as an infant, her mother insisted that it was a diaper rash and refused to take her to a doctor. Anne also wrote that her father repeatedly raped her from the time she was an infant until she was 12. When she was asked, but why would a gay man rape a girl in a 2001 interview with The Advocate, she replied, I don't think he was just a gay man. I think he was a sexual deviant. My belief was that my father was gay and he had to cover that up. I think he was sexually abusive. And the more he couldn't be who he was, the more that it came out of him in the ways that it did. If that's true, that's that would make awful. sense. I know, but it's yeah, it's pretty terrible. But I know there is a, a question of her mental health and stability kind of yeah. looming. So. so Anne's mother and her sister Abigail, the only one that's left, <laughs> uh, both denied Anne's allegations. And her sister explained that she believed Anne believed what she was saying. Sure. But that in the past, Anne had admitted to doubts on the accuracy of her exact memories. Mm -hmm. So I think the sister kind of knew... Something something's different. Right. I agree that you believe it. I don't believe it, but that may be your truth in your mind, yes. but maybe not reality. Exactly. So now we're going to dive into her dating life, which is so weird to me. You're a little bit famous and then like just everyone you've ever dated is just out there for public knowledge. It was just very strange for me to kind of, I have no desire to ever be a celebrity. No, but we exactly like, go on here and we talk about our kind of like I past, mean, but if we to have it easily accessible on Google. No, I don't want that. Yeah. So don't be talking shit about our shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm also withholding. It's like we give a glimpse. But it's not like our entire lives yeah, are out there not. for people to scrutinize. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that today, which is weird because I was scrolling through news articles and it was like Taylor Swift seen in a Connecticut mm -hmm. restaurant. And so there was just this line of people because they heard that the, she might be eating out somewhere. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that sounds like a miserable existence. Really you can't does. even go out to dinner. You can't just slum it out in the world mm -hmm. because people are always going to be on you. And yeah. that sounds like a nightmare. Sounds exhausting. So now we're going to, you know, <laughs> talk about her. her <laughs> so in the mid-1900s and... <laughs> The mid 1900s, in the mid 1990s. <laughs> That's like Gracie saying, "You're old. You're born in the 1900s." <laughs> Savage little brat. Oh, Anne was in a dating relationship with Lindsay Buckingham, who's a Fleetwood Mac of Fleetwood Mac, and he's a dude. I thought that was a female. No, okay, and he's looked old. Obviously, probably in the 90s, he was younger, but he is older. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I'm very excited. I, I love Fleetwood Mac. Mom and Dad love Fleetwood Mac. That's the reason I love Fleetwood Mac. But yeah, there's so much drama in that band. Amazing. Well, wasn't she married to one, but then in a relationship with another? All, was, there was a yeah. lot of partner swapping and drama. But oh my God, Stevie Nicks and um, what's his face? Fireworks. It's great. Anywho, continue. So they dated for about one year. 
She then dated Steve Martin for about two years after they met on the set of A Simple Twist of Fate, which I thought was an interesting pair. Yes. I like him a lot, but he's always been old. He, no matter what I see him in. He's never looked He young. is always old. <laughs> like I was thinking of him in Father of the Bride, but he looked aged. He had white hair yeah. then. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him with. I mean, the the earliest I probably seen him was bringing down the house with him oh and Queen God. Latifah, but he has gray hair. He's always. He always looks exactly the same. Cheaper by the dozen, gray hair. I, I did he have a stint on SNL? Was he one of I those? I never watched SNL. Because I'm like, I'm sure in the 70s, did he have normal colored hair back then too? I think he was on SNL, but yeah. maybe he's just like me and it's been great since he was 16. Maybe. <laughs> so Steve Martin, Fleetwood Max, Lindsay Buckingham. Okay, what else? Anne and Ellen then started dating in 1997 and they were described as the world's first gay super couple. They split in August of 2000, so only like two years, and Anne described the end of their relationship as not on good terms. Anne had left DeGeneres for Coleman Coley LaFoon, a cameraman whom she had met and hired for him to work as a camera crew on a television documentary titled Ellen DeGeneres, American Summer, which she was directing. Got it. So she's making a documentary for her girlfriend and she cheats on her with the cameraman. Oh, so when she was saying that they ended it on bad terms, I wasn't thinking because of any like extra marital things or not that they were married, but infidelity or something. That's the word I was thinking (laughs) of. But I was like, oh, well, you've heard the reports about Ellen over the last couple of years. She seems to be an unfavorable person. Yeah. So that was my initial thought, but I was wrong. I mean, she also probably could have been a piece of shit too, but (laughs) I agree. I don't like Ellen DeGeneres. I I like her as Dory and that's about it. Yeah, I'll agree with that. You're good in blue fish form. (laughs) During the relationship with Ellen, she found it difficult. She was told not to attend the film Volcano's premiere in 1997 with Ellen, but they did anyway. They were both escorted out before the film ended, and she was literally in in the movie. Why were they escorted out? Because they didn't want a gay couple going up together at the premiere. They said, don't do it. And they said, fuck you. What you going to do? So dense sometimes, I swear. (laughs) And then they kicked them out. She was also told not to go public with being gay if she wanted to keep the role in Six Days, Seven Nights, but she still landed it regardless. Okay, yeah, because fuck that. I like, don't. But it so- was like a different... It was a different time. Not that that excuses No, it. not at all. But I remember Ellen, whatever TV show she was on, that was the first time... That, it was It was called Ellen, I think is what it was. No, no, she was oh, on like her a sitcom. Soap. Yeah. And she either kissed a girl or she was the first gay TV it, character. It became known that she was gay. It was a big thing. Yeah. I remember... I think like a tv guy like ellen comes out yeah so it was anything like that was a big deal it was very taboo and she had never been in a gay relationship so this was all new to her she'd only dated men she seems to you know just play for both teams yeah but okay after their split Anne said she was blacklisted from ellen's talk show because by now she had the talk show of ellen and she attributed that to her difficulty with finding work on September 1st, 2001, she and Coley got married. They had a son, Homer Heche LaFoon, which is such an unfortunate name. Yes, I remember reading about it in the news reports and I was like, excuse me, what? Yeah. Poor child. Does he go by like homie or something? <laughs> I hope. Or just change his name. What's his middle name? Chase? No, it's it's Heche. Heche. Oh, so it's like her last name. I for some Chase reason would have been normal. Heche. I heard Chase. God, I was okay. I was looking for something. Okay. So he was born in March of 2002. Oh, so numbers are really so young. young. Oh, poor kid. Yeah. Coley filed for divorce in February 2007 after five and a half years of marriage. In a separate court filing, he said that Heche exhibited bizarre and delusional behavior for which she refused to seek professional help. And then the divorce was finalized in March of 2009. That's going to be so hard being tethered to someone that has mental health I issues. That quite often. Especially someone that is resistant to medication or something that could make it manageable. Yes. Yeah. And then I often find myself wondering, am I going to be that person? I'm going to slap <laughs> the shit out of you if you are. <laughs> like, please intervene. If I'm going to force you some meds, man. Yes. I'm like, I feel like there's a tinge of it. How many like extreme mental illness? Not in extreme, our family. but one of my irrational fears, because I am full of them, is that I will snowball. I will let my anxiety, depression, whatever get the best of me. And then I'm just going to morph into this awful human being. Please don't let that happen. I will not. Okay. 
after her divorce, Anne started dating Men in Trees co-star James Tupper. She and James had a son, Atlas Hayes Tupper. Atlas is a better name. That, I think. that is more better than fucking Homer. Poor guy. In March of 2009. She seems to like Greek. Mythology. Say that those yeah. are very Greek names. The two then separated in January of 2018. Anne and former Hung co-star Thomas Jane announced that they were in a relationship in 2019. Oh. They were together into 2020, but had separated by the time of her death in 2022. I like that guy. He was cool. I've only watched like two episodes of that show. I never watched Hung, but he was in The Punisher. That was the first time I saw him. like him, yeah. And I was like, okay, hello. Thank you. Yeah. And then I didn't really know where to put this. So this is obviously not a relationship, but I feel like it's somewhat important to the story. Notable. Okay. In January of 2018, during an interview on a podcast allegedly, with Theo Vaughn and Matthew Cole Weiss or Weiss. And Theo Vaughn. I think he's hilarious. I think he for sure is on the spectrum and he (laughs) might be... He also is just like Southern. And you know what? That might be what it is. Like he sounds like... I don't know, but he sounds like he's from Florida. No offense to Florida people, but I I hate Florida. I listened to his podcast when I was driving down to San Diego for my last work trip. He's (laughs) the most quotable... Thing on the planet. He is, he's very entertaining to listen to. I will give him that. Uh, and he and seems very sweet. He does, but I feel so dumb listening to him because <laughs> I feel like I'm just being brought down to another level. Uh-huh. But I I stand him so much. <laughs> okay, so she was on his podcast. <laughs> I didn't hear that one. That's okay. Anne alleged that Harvey Weinstein had oh. exposed himself to her and demanded oral sex claiming to have been fired from an unspecified Miramax film in retaliation after she refused his advances. I believe her. Given everything that's right. come about. She said that there were many other incidents of sexual harassment that took place during her career and stated that her survival of childhood sexual abuse had given her the strength to stand up to unwanted advances such as those made by Weinstein. Okay. And then, obviously, a spokesperson from Weinstein said that he had been friendly with her, but denied all of her allegations. Okay. But, you know, given what we know now. Right. Fuck that guy. So now we're going to kind of dive into her brain, her mental health deterioration, as I would word it. As previously mentioned, Anne struggled with mental health issues throughout most of her adult life. She said that she was, quote, insane for the first 31 years of her life, end quote. (laughs) doesn't feel that way (laughs) and stated that the sexual abuse from her dad attributed to some of the issues and she started to see a therapist during her time on another world so pretty early into her career and soon began reiki body psychotherapy and wrote that the release of body memories through this technique helped her recover memories of her alleged sexual abuse and confront the emotions aftermath of childhood trauma. Is that the same thing as the whole concept of releasing trauma from your body? So like, I don't know if you've ever heard about it, but there are some super intense, deep stretches that you're supposed to be able to do that might elicit an overwhelming Mm -hmm. feeling of emotion where you just start crying or whatever, because it's a release of trauma from your body. I've never heard of Oh, you're stretching out your hips and you're having this moment because you're releasing trauma that's built up in the body in certain spots. I don't know how I feel about it. I have done some deep stretching that feels amazing though. (laughs) I am not a spiritually holistic person i'm not a spiritual person at all me neither but you know i understand that sometimes this shit can work for medical conditions where you try medication and it doesn't work so you go the more holistic route and something works i get that i feel like people go way too fucking far with it i'm not on board for it but you do you apparently this worked for her But there is a correlation with these types of, not specifically this Reiki and body psychotherapy, but these kind of more holistic therapies in general where they bring up these repressed memories and sometimes it's been proven that they've been planted or they are complete false memories and you can ruin someone's life or multiple lives over this type of stuff. So, I mean, take everything with obviously a grain of salt, but I I feel like to me in my research, these deep recovered trauma memories aren't always what they seem. That mind body connection isn't as what it's made out to be. Interesting. Okay. So that was the therapy that she chose to do. Instead of psychotherapy. Correct. And then she said (laughs) this process later continued through guided LSD therapy, which she claimed had led to a full recovery of childhood memories. Drugs. 
I mean, yeah. Drugs. LSD, man. If you're going to open the mind. That will open your mind, but I don't know what's going to come out. I, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know that I would trust what came out of that that's, either. That's what I'm saying, but I feel like that was a start to the end. Got it. <laughs> so around the time she finished Donnie Brasco, she said that she began hearing God speaking directly to her. Oh, in this state, it gets it goes, so special. It goes downhill rapidly. Okay. Uh, in this state, she was told that she had an inner being called Celestia, Ooh. who was the reincarnation of God, and that the second coming of Jesus. She believed that it was her mission to enlighten humanity and that she had achieved fame in order to fulfill this role. Her initial experience of hearing and being directed by God lasted for 12 days, and her spiritual experience and alter ego as Celestia continued another four years. I wonder what my internal spiritual being would be. I guess her middle name is Celeste. I think she's just pulling from that. She is. And also, but I'm just, I'm thinking about this a little bit more. My internal being would not be one of good. It'd be an anxiety-ridden troll. I would bring <laughs> darkness upon the world. That would be my alternate whoever's mission in life. So there you go. So during this time, Anne claimed to have had experiences with glossolalia, which is Excuse which you? is speaking in tongues. I want to see how it's glossolalia. Oh, yep. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Automatic writing and drawing, clairvoyance, the ability to cyclically heal others and having stigmata, which is oh. bodily wounds that Jesus had appear yes. on our feet. So it's usually like the, the bleeding of the, the bleeding of the hands. Yeah, yeah. The, the fucking shit on your head. She later admitted to having created a fantasy world called the fourth dimension and her alter ego Celestia to make herself feel safe. Psychotic break, 100%. 100%. She has another one. <laughs> <laughs> so on August 19th, 2000, immediately after her breakup from Ellen, Anne suffered what some would call a psychotic break. Yes, because there's emotional trauma and she doesn't know how to process it. Okay, broken brain. Got it. So she took to the I-5. She went from LA to the San Joaquin Valley. And Ma'am, I- you're in California. We don't say the I-5. She took the five. Well, not everyone's from California. But we are. She took the five. No, because I got... Uh, I got verbally beat up a lot in Ohio. And so my words, the 101, the 405, the five. I know it is the five, but I don't care what the rest of the world or the rest of the country says. I know everyone else says interstate five, I five. So they say highway, not freeway. Remember where you're from. (laughs) See, this is the abuse I got just on the other shoulder. I got California (laughs) here and fucking Ohio here. Okay, so she took the five. There you go. From LA to the San Joaquin Valley and exited where she was told to go and landed in Cantua Creek, which was a rural, rural, word. She went to that area in Fresno County, California. Okay. She then abandoned her vehicle and walked one and a half miles in just a bra and shorts. She is in the middle of nowhere during a very hot day without any water. <laughs> she started to feel dehydrated after her walk. And knocked on a nearby door asking for help. Nope. We've already discussed this. I answered the door for no one. So the homeowner actually recognized her from six days, seven nights and went, come on. So Anne was given water and she asked to take a shower. And the homeowner was like, sure. Because that's a totally normal request. After her shower, Anne comes out into the living room wearing the homeowner's slippers. No. And says, we should watch a movie. The homeowner's like, I'm in danger. Yes. Is it called the sheriff? Okay, they do have some sense. I mean, they had a lapse of judgment letting her in and using the shower in the first place. If Harrison Ford showed up to my house, I'd let him in. I would be concerned at his age. I'm like, okay, we need to... in the Back in 2000, oh, I would have let him in. I, I would definitely let Han Solo into my house. I indeed. So she called the sheriff's office, and once deputies arrived, Anne admitted to having taken ecstasy, and she said that she was God, and that she would take everyone back to heaven in a spaceship. God, she thinks highly of herself. Really does. Deputies took her to University Medical Center, where she was admitted to the psych unit, (laughs) but only stayed for a couple hours, because it's not illegal to be crazy. I feel bad for laughing, (laughs) knowing her fate, but also not to make light of mental issues and all of that, but... Got to giggle a bit. A little bit. So she stated she recovered from her mental health concerns following the incident and that she had put her alter ego, Celestia, behind her. 
pushed after being in the psych unit for two, three hours. I feel like Celestia might make a reappearance later. She's dead. No, like later in the oh no, because now we're talking about her car crash. Oh, oh, okay, so (laughs) never mind. So Celestia is really gone for good, (laughs) unless she is in the outer space with the god and the aliens. Uh, On August 5th, 2022, Anne was involved in a sequence of three car crashes in the Mar Vista neighborhood of L.A., Mm -hmm. the final collision being the most serious, inflicting critical injuries on Anne and destroying a house. Yes, she, like, drove through someone's house. Yes, it's a total fear of mine, by the way. It happens often. I am so scared that that's going to happen. That was the biggest fear that I had living on a street corner in the apartment that we lived at. Yes, it was like a normal. Most likely to happen. I was like, if that's going to happen, it's going to take out. Or right at the end of a stop sign, like where someone should stop. I would never live there. I feel a little less like. But the way that our house is positioned, because it's fucking backwards, like it would hit your garage. Oh, they would. Okay, that's Same. true. The garage would absorb the impact, and it was only if they got through that would they kill me. Exactly. Okay, I feel better now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> so the first crash was an Anne's Mini Clubman, which I looked up. It's a Mini Cooper, it- but made by BMW. Yes. So it's like a fancy Mini Cooper. So I had a boyfriend in high school, fun fact, whose dream car was a Mini Cooper, and a, it was it gave me the ick. That's so bad. Unfortunate. Get a man that doesn't fit in a Mini Cooper. So he actually ended up marrying someone else that we went to high school with. No! (laughs) Shocker! (laughs) And so the person that he married, her half-sister is actually someone that mom used to work with at Motion Picture. Wow. It was very strange. Small world. It was. And we, we were friends before that happened. But What does that make you? Uh, Eskimo sisters? No, that's Eskimo brothers. There was no Eskimoing oh. in that relationship. Okay. That it was very innocent. <laughs> so she had this car. <laughs> oh yeah, back to Mini Cooper. So her crash. It was her car versus an apartment garage <laughs> that was captured on video and later given to TMZ. So she has a demonstrated pattern of behavior with car accidents and running into things. Well, this is all in one day. We're only at number one. It all happened the same day. Yeah, I missed that. Oh, so Anne's side mirror was damaged and a man was heard shouting in the video, get out of the car, before the vehicle reversed and drove the fuck out of there. The footage positively showed Anne as the driver. She then went from there to crash number two. She should have tinted her windows. She should have. Where she was involved in a hit and run with a Jaguar and the driver of the Jaguar was not injured. And as Anne fled the scene, she almost ran over a pedestrian. Oh my God. The third and final crash was caused by Anne driving at a high rate of speed down through a neighborhood. She had crashed into a house, breaking a wall, and getting her vehicle embedded 30 feet into the structure. So that's the video that we see where it's yes. just, that's a lot. Yeah. There she goes. It was like a blue Mini Cooper that was driving by. I, think I, that was the I, I, I didn't look up the video. Oh, I did. I remember. Yeah. So she was trapped inside of the vehicle, inside of the wall of the house and then the car caught fire which then caught the house on fire oh my god the house fire took 65 minutes to fully extinguish firefighters were unable to access and fully extricate and from the vehicle for 45 minutes after their first arrival on scene and initially was not aware that any person was inside the vehicle itself oh and had sustained severe burns and smoke and inhalation injuries by the time she was rescued a tenant of the house had been renting a room in the back and only sustained minor injuries from the whole ordeal. Fortunately, this it, it just made me flash upon. Do you remember that catastrophic trip to Pismo that we took? To Pismo? Yes. We were going to Pismo. We were driving through Buellton. We were going with mom and dad. Steven was with us. We were going with Jim and Debbie. As we were going over the hills, there was a- No, they made me close my eyes. You didn't- Oh, my dad God. Dad said, I was asleep, and dad said, make sure she stays asleep and you close her eyes. conscious for that? That was- It's like a horrific car crash, right? That is one of them, like, that no, is they one made- of my origin story. No, I was asleep, and they they said, just make sure she her, she keeps her eyes closed. That was one of the most traumatic experiences of my entire life. about it, because I missed it. I just because know it was an accident. Essentially, there was a woman driving on one side of the road. There was a semi coming down the other. Oh. She apparently fell asleep at the wheel, oh. collided with this truck. Oh, my God. And so we happened to be traveling along the same road, yeah. and so we happened upon the car. I don't 
don't recall seeing the actual impact mm-hmm. happen because we Stephen and I were in the backseat with mom yeah. and dad. But it was one of those like, okay, we're traveling with a bunch of nurses. Something is wrong. Uh So go see if the guy in the semi is okay. Go check on the woman in the car. Mm -hmm. Fucking car just like engulfs in flames. So Jim goes to get the fire extinguisher Mm -hmm. that he had. And if memory serves, it like failed. It it, it didn't work properly. Oh my God. God. So this woman essentially burned alive in her car. Barbecue. And then I think they were able to get the guy in the semi out. I have flashes of this moment in time. Yeah, I think we're going through Buellton is when it was happened. Then then there was like a traumatic quasi-family thing that happened the night before that does not need to be disclosed here. But it was just this horrific series of events on this camping trip and it was just this cloud over the whole thing no i have no memory oh my god (laughs) awful 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 that is one of those foundational like core memories Mm -hmm. that you just can't shake I'm sorry. That was I am depressing. so glad that you weren't. I know they wanted to make sure I did see. But how funny is that that I go into a profession where that's all I see? Yeah, <laughs> for the past eleven years oh of my, my life, God. all I've seen is horrific things. <laughs> anyway, drama. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That won't be your life for much longer. Hopefully, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she was in the car. Car was on fire. House was on fire. She was eventually rescued. She had some serious injuries. But she did not perish in said no. fire. Police initially stated that Anne was deemed to be under the influence and acting erratically at the time of the crashes. LAPD said that a preliminary blood analysis showed the presence of both cocaine and narcotics. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Sorry. So I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) Including fentanyl in her system. However, a more comprehensive analysis that took several months to complete was needed to determine whether the narcotics detected were given by hospital staff or ingested prior to the crash. Oh, okay. On December 6, 2022, the L.A. County Department of Medical Examiner and Coroner's Office announced the results of Anne's final autopsy, stating that she was not impaired by illicit substances at the time of the incident and that no active drugs were found in her system. She was just having a mental episode, maybe? something. The medical examiner did find traces of cocaine, weed, and fentanyl in her system, but stated the cocaine and weed were a tiny amount, indicating that they had been ingested way prior to the crash. So it wasn't a contributing factor to that? And that the fentanyl was given by the hospital staff for treatment. So it's not like she was actively under the influence and just had this. It's more of a mental issue. That makes sense. As Anne was being removed from the car crash, she was filmed sitting up on a stretcher and struggling with firefighters and EMTs while she was being wheeled into the ambulance, which was also a TMZ video that a lot of people have seen. I've actually seen that one. Mm -hmm. She lost consciousness soon after, and she was taken to the Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center for initial emergency care and was then transferred to Grossman Burn Center at West Hills Hospital for specialized burn center care. On August 8th, a representative for Anne said that she was in a coma in critical condition requiring medical ventilation for pulmonary injury, so lung, because she had smoke inhalation. Sure. And she uh, that she had sustained during the injury. So smoke inhalation is probably like the number one thing that'll get you in a fire. That's my fear. It's not the burns that you experience on the exterior. It's the burns your esophagus and it scars everything. It usually gets into your lungs. Now you have smoke particles in your lungs and your esophagus is swelling usually is what happens. And because people don't, it's not an exterior thing. They're so concerned usually on everything else that they forget. That was an episode of Grey's Anatomy. They accidentally killed a mom because they didn't check fucking throat. Yeah, well, and that's one of my fears. fears. And so Gracie and I had actually had a conversation of what would you do if the house was on fire? <laughs> what is your instinct? If you were in bed and all watch of a sudden, it burn, probably <laughs> she probably started the fire. Let's be real. But I'm like, is your first instinct to try to open your door and go out into the hallway and see what's going on? Point. Because I'm like, that's when that shit starts to get yeah. you because it's unexpected. So her and I had like a fire safety lesson. It's what's the first thing that you're going to touch to leave a room? She's like the doorknob. I'm like, if it's hot, don't fucking touch it. Mm-hmm. And then so I'm like, okay stuck shit at the bottom of your door yeah and that's when we were going over the logistics of climb out the window but she's like well how do i do that i'm like you get up on your bed you open it 
kick the screen out and just hop over you on the first floor. You'll be fine. We will come find you. Don't come look yeah. for us kind of thing. But I'm like, oh my God, we've never had that conversation that's, before. So yeah. And then because I watched This Is Us. Yeah. Stop watching that. I'm so God, I want to cry every day. I'll fucking just think of my life. I don't need to watch a show for that. I love the and everyone is so whiny it is i stopped watching it but that that. first season really got me but the dad perished no i mean it was quasi related it ended up being heart related but i'm like oh my god we've never done like fire safety in the house so now i want to be that crazy person who like wakes her up at two o'clock in the morning i'll see well then you're gonna have to replace the screen i don't i need new windows anyway (laughs) it's like the original windows that came with the house from the 70s oh there you go it's okay the one time i got to use the fire extinguisher was my first time danny and i were working together in the same car and we just fucking roll up on a fire and so he grabs the extinguisher and I'm like, can I do it? I've never done this before. I and he goes, it. so I'm like, yeah, it was so fun. And I'm like, all right, here you go. I got to go fucking do something else. So I recorded him for our Instagram that we have. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh my God, I forgot to, to get a picture or video of you. I'm like, that's fine. So they posted it and they're like, he's the hero. I'm like, wow. And he's like, I am so, to this day. He is so, so I hope you hear this and feel really bad. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'll take the picture. I have never used a fire extinguisher. Conceptually, I know how to do it. It's like hold it in. Well, when you have your fire thing, just get it and do it. Yeah. So I'm like conceptually, I know what to do, and I have started a fire or two in the kitchen. Shut up. (laughs) I have learned not to overreact in those moments. I've also started a fire accidentally igniting something in the oven but i'm like you just keep that yeah, door shut, closed. let it burn out it's exactly. gonna run out of air eventually but i'm like myself 15 years ago my dumb ass <laughs> would be opening it yeah. trying to get it out so fire safety is important i encourage you all to know to have a plan there you go do you have the fire extinguisher in this house we have many okay in the house all right because I am married to a quasi survivalist who is preparing for the impending Armageddon. So cool. Yeah. So back to Anne. Poor Anne. <laughs> she's now in a coma. A me- in- is that medically induced or just? It doesn't say. She's okay. just said in a coma. She's in critical condition and she's on a ventilator. On August 11th, the representative said that Anne was not expected to survive an anoxic brain injury, which means her brain went too long without getting oxygen. Sure. But she was being kept on life support to determine if her organs were viable for donation oh. as she expressed that she was an organ donor. I was going to say, yeah, once that everything goes, pull the fucking plug. Yes. Are you not an organ donor? I am an organ oh, okay. donor, but I you have, technically have to keep it plugged in for a little bit. You Okay. I get that, but my- But ult- you're already legally brain dead. Yeah. So just- for my family and my loved ones, don't do that to yourself. Put me out of my misery. <laughs> yes, but I guess if I have betrothed <laughs> my insides, they are technically the beneficiary. You know what? I really need to think about that. I do not do the things that I do for the beneficial interest of whoever's going to receive my organs. They just won't take your liver. It's fine. Yeah, that will be useless. Or you can do studies on it because, oh, you know, I feel like I, I can tell a- them how much you drink and what you drink. <laughs> they don't need to know that. I mean, actually, they do. For a scientific study. study. Yes, you know they what? do. They might learn something. Maybe I will be responsible for developing some liver immunity drug. You want to be immune to your liver? No, that's not what I mean. Like alcohol, alcohol. immunity drugs via my liver cells or something. I am a specimen. There you go. On October 14th, it was announced that the organ recipients had been found and her body would then undergo the organ donation process that day. Harvesting the organs. The Office of the LA County Medical Examiner recorded the cause of death as inhalation and thermal injuries with sternal fracture due to blunt trauma. And it was ruled an accident, ultimately. Okay. And cremated remains were set to be... Entered into a mausoleum at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which took place on May 14th of 2023. Oh. She was 53 years old at the time of her death. This is just sad. I know. So now we'll go into the two conspiracy theories that are related to her death. So many people, mostly QAnon people, believe that Anne had been murdered for knowing too much because of her upcoming films. Shortly after her death, a tweet appeared, which has since been deleted. That said, quote, so actress Anne Heche, who died in a fiery car crash, was working on a movie titled The Girl in Room 13 about the Jeffrey Epstein ring. Mm -hmm. 
end quote. Mm. Many believe that she was murdered to stop her from releasing the movie and to cover up for Epstein. A QAnon influencer, which is a thing, I guess, named Liz Crokin also posted at the time of her death and said that Anne had been working on the HBO show The Idol, which was produced by The Weeknd and is rumored to have been inspired by Britney Spears. Oh, Liz Crokin speculated that Anne, who had publicly spoken in support of Johnny Depp during his trial with Amber Heard. <laughs> I remember watching that at work. <laughs> was killed days after online rumors were swindling. No, swirling. <laughs> <laughs> were swirling that Amber Heard used to throw satanic sex parties in her shared apartment with Johnny Depp. I do remember hearing about that. Liz Cronin ended with saying, what did Anne know? Both theories have been seriously refuted since the film The Girl in Room 13 was a Lifetime movie (laughs) that was released in September of 2022. According to IMDb, the film is about sex trafficking in general, and it's about a girl who is Anne's daughter in the film that was held captive in a local hotel room for the purpose of being sold for sex. There is no direct correlation between the movie itself or the film specifics and anything to do with Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, the unfortunate reality is that sex trafficking is everywhere. It's not all Epstein related. That is true. As far as Anne's work on The Idol, the QAnon person was somehow suggesting that Anne had insider knowledge about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp's relationship, as well as the shit going on with Britney Spears. Neither of those topics are any way connected. And uh, in my opinion, and many other people's opinions, they would have nothing to do with her death. No, I cannot draw any reasonable link between any of that. Uh, yeah. A big reason people think Anne was murdered, disregarding why you think she may have been murdered, was because the video showing her struggling and fighting with the first responders on the stretcher to them proved that she was fighting to live. And that it was suspicious that she was alive enough to fight on scene, yet she somehow strangely died seven days later. Shock trauma response. I understand. Yeah, that. So also in the mix of both of these theories, many people think that she was killed specifically by the Illuminati. But that was for the Epstein reasons. I like Anne Heche. I do not think that she was enough of a presence to warrant that kind of attention. I think, unfortunately, she was just dealing with some mental demons that got the best of her. I I wholeheartedly agree. So based on our scale, I would give this cracked rating certifiably cracked. I'm going to have to agree with you there. It's really sad what happened. It is. But like you said, I think it was all self-inflicted. Yeah. Not that she had any control of it. No, no, no. I believe that. But I don't think there was anything nefarious happening outside of that. Great. That's a bummer. It is. But that was the life and death of Anne Heche. Shopping mom. (laughs) (laughs) Snow shovels. So if you want to reach out to us, we can be found on Instagram. You can send us DMs, episode suggestions, feedback, but nice feedback. We post every week. You can send us an email at crackedsistersconspiracies at gmail.com. We would love an email. We have a Twitter or X and a Facebook, but they don't count. And then we have a TikTok that we're working on. We have, what are we at? We do. I just refreshed. So it's been, what, 45 minutes or so yeah. from the last check-in. We're up to 356 oh views, 34 likes. We're going to be famous. Oh, like, get my God. While the getting's good. And it's just something. a snippet of Jackie's mouse in the house. Screaming from the house. <laughs> which is also uploaded on Patreon. Speaking of which, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Cracked Sisters Conspiracies. You can donate a dollar, three or five. No matter what you donate, you get to see all the videos of us. And then you will have links, like I mentioned earlier, to watching basically the unedited version of all these videos. You get to see us in person and all of our fuck-ups that we edit out (laughs) in the podcast. So yeah, that's it. Well, with that, stay cracked, y'all. And have a great day.